0: This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you as we launch into hour number one of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to their website. Uh, that, once again, is freetalklive.com. Lots of great stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. we got a lot to talk about tonight here. In fact, uh, last night I mentioned that there was going to be a top I think I mentioned it was going to be a top ten list. If not, I did say it was going to be some sort of sexual related issue since we wrapped up the show with uh, this weirdo thing about purity balls. We'll take things in a different direction tonight and go with the top ten things you, is it, never knew about sex, Mark? That's correct. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, number one. Typical lovemaking. Wait, wait. Are we going from one to ten, or are we going from ten to one?
1: Well, it it says from one to ten. Would you? I don't think that it's the most. um You know.
0: So number one isn't the most unlikely thing. You're, right. It's okay. just a list of just ten list. things. Right. Gotcha.
1: Um, and uh from the digital. Let's go from ten to one. It's just more fun to do it. That okay. Way. the dot com. <clears throat> number ten. Seventy percent of women without, would
0: rather eat chocolate than have sex. Seven out of ten women. Yeah, sorry to say, Julia, chocolate or sex? Sex. <laughs> I'd like to see uh, the Free Talk Live ladies respond to a poll on that one.
2: <laughs> now, I can't what,
0: believe that.
2: I'm curious as to what age group this is because is it 25 year olds or that's old, an important question? 40 year old, been married for 20 years, cranky women. I,
1: I, well, uh, I, who's to say that a woman who's been married for years and 40 years old would enjoy would right? well, enjoy sex?
2: That's that is true, but typically it's I guess it's very ster- it's a stereotype that after you know a marriage a lot of times after 20 years couples stop having sex.
1: I don't know. I uh, look. I I'm, hear I'm just about gonna, it a lot. I'm just going to read the, uh, re- re- read the top. On. 10. I mean,
0: is really really to
1: ladies is chocolate that good? I, I would say that um, if. If they'd rather eat chocolate than have sex, then somebody's not doing something good. Right. Yeah,
0: that's, that's what I was going to go with that. I mean, it, that must mean that 7 out of 10 women just haven't had very good sex.
2: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: I'd like to know what you think, ladies, at 800-259-9231. I mean, it, it seems to me that those, those individuals have partners that are less than satisfying, not interested in satisfying them, or something like that. I think that is a, that's a problem that afflicts a lot of uh, of american sexual relationships that you know the the women aren't necessarily speaking up for what they want out of the relationship out of the uh, the sex and so therefore they're not getting it and they got a guy that's just you know ready to he's 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 got no problem getting off it's just uh, the guys doesn't generally care about don't. the lady
1: and um but, but but um some women have more trouble than others you know some some gals have to go for an hour to make it happen whereas you know some a couple of minutes an hour. I'm not kidding you.
0: <laughs> it sounds to me like uh, there might be some other things that could be done before the actual intercourse in that particular case. too. Uh, to f- the
1: women things. have to figure it out before they can even tell their men, you yeah. know,
0: and some women don't That's know. That's
2: true. And That's some true. women are really shy, and they don't like talking about stuff like that.
0: Right. All right, so uh, if you've got a comment on this chocolate versus sex thing, 800-259-9231, number nine.
1: Many elderly men can and do have frequent sex. At age 70, 73% of males, still potent. And yeah,
0: they're th- still ready to go.
1: 30% of women at 80 or older still have sex.
0: That's why there are so many 80. dirty old men. <laughs> they can. Right. They don't lose that drive. God bless it's, them. They don't lose the drive. It just gets more and more difficult for them. I mean, if their wife is dead and that sort of thing, uh, it just gets more difficult for them to, to actually have the uh, find a partner.
1: I think this is the nugget of gold. Number eight is the nugget of gold hidden, number hidden in Number one? Yeah, yeah eight, number eight is number one. Okay. Sex cures headaches. I knew that. Endorphins released in our bloodstream when we have sex not only gives uh, give us pleasure, but also act as painkillers. Useful information to whip out the next time your partner uses the headache reason to say no.
0: Ah, <laughs> yes, that might solve the problem.
1: I don't know that the headache reason. Uh, I've never had it used. I think that that might be a generational um,
0: issue. You
2: know? I'd say I'm tired is more a more used excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm too tired.
0: Yeah, I'm just not interested. Well, now sex could either wake you up or put you to sleep. It should do
1: both, considering that it's uh, controlled by your autonomic nervous system. It should wake you up while you're doing it,
0: and then you should be very relaxed, much more relaxed when you're done. I think it has something to do with uh, other factors, though. For instance, if you have sex in the morning, you're not going to go back to sleep. You're going to get up, you're going to be refreshed, you're going to be ready for your day. If you're having sex late at night, before you're ready to go to sleep, it's going to help you get to sleep. Uh, sooner, And you said that you knew that already, Julia. How is it that uh, that you knew that?
2: Well, this is one of my favorite topics, and I've done a lot of research. Headaches? No. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Human sexuality. So gotcha. I've done a lot of research, and I've come across that fact several times. But...
1: <laughs> you, know, you know what they call girls that have done a lot of research on sex?
2: I <laughs> know.
0: Uh, what? No,
1: what? Uh, Well-learned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were laughing like that was going to be an entertaining <laughs> thing, <laughs> you were going to say.
1: It's because everybody else knows what I was talking about. I
0: see. Number seven.
1: On any given day, 400 million people around the world, one in 17 of us, will have sexual intercourse. Wow. Broken down further, 4,000 people are having sex at any given time.
0: I had always wondered about that. How like many at people? any instant, how many people are uh, are engaging in copulation and sexual
1: I intercourse? I never wondered that,
0: even for a moment.
2: <laughs> I wonder how many of those people are not married and how many uh, religious people that would make angry.
0: I don't know. Um, I have also, also the, sort of in that same vein, I always sort of wondered, well, you know, how many people die every second? <laughs> Similarly, how many people are born every
2: second? I've heard those statistics before, but they don't they don't stick out in my mind. Yeah.
0: Number six, what?
1: Homosexuality is not u- unique to humans. Many species have been observed engaging in homosexual activity. In fact, male bats have the highest rate of homosexuality of all mammals.
2: I knew that What do they too. mean?
1: Wow. What are they doing? Because to me, like homosexuality is at least one specific act what are the bats doing well
0: they're having homosexual sex i guess i mean if they're mammals right they have the organs yeah well yes they do i guess i mean they're not all the same or anything
2: well you don't have to have sex to be homosexual that's true what if you just like to kiss guys
0: well, uh, bats can only do so much. I'm See, that's sure that, what I tell my wife. What? The <laughs> animals aren't interested Animals, uh, many of them aren't interested in sex for um, I understand for pleasure purposes. But I wonder about that in the case of the homosexual bats. Are they having sex for pleasure purposes? Uh, is that like unusual for them? That's something I don't really uh, I don't really know very much.
2: Right, about. Right, because it wouldn't be for reproductive purposes, which is what they suggest. About
1: Unless animals, right? See, and that's the other. Th- the other thing is, I, I'm sure it gets into it somewhere in here. Um, you know, having sex for uh, just fun. Mm-hmm. There's there are species that do that, but uh, it sounds obviously the bats aren't doing this for uh, reproductive purposes. So this must be homosexual sex for fun. It, you would think, right? It, it, it seems like there's probably more um, homosexual sex for fun than there is heterosexual sex for fun in the in the animal, animal kingdom.
0: Kingdom eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We've got five more, and I'm going to hold on to those here because we've got phone calls rolling in like crazy. We got to go to them. Let's talk to Max in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey. hey, Max.
3: Hey, I just want to know what you guys think about sex.
0: All right. Well, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I like it. How about you, Julia?
2: Like it myself as yeah. well.
0: Mark, what do you think about sex? It's fine, thanks. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. Let's go to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John in New Hampshire? John going once? Hey, you there. Hey, John. What's on your mind, sir? Hey,
4: gang. Um, geez, you threw me off topic here. Uh, I'd have to say it depends on the chocolate and it depends on the sex partner. But other than that, John uh, I was calling about a follow-up on uh call last night about uh somebody said uh that there was some training for presidential candidates
0: they were wondering if there are if there was such a thing yes
4: i think there certainly is i think that the people who control and and by the way this is a good reason for people to come to new hampshire come to the republic of new hampshire because we don't stand a lot of hope in the national gang uh i i believe that there are people who ended up putting kerry versus bush because kerry and bush are both people that the people who love big government can live with there's a reason they squash dean with the dean scream and all that stuff i'm not going to carry on too much because this are you suggesting i'm not not sure if i understand
0: your i'm not sure if i understand your point are you suggesting there's some sort of conspiracy
4: i i believe that say for example uh uh howard dean Governor from New Hampshire, uh, governor from Vermont, pardon me, uh, not very well known, not very well proven in the political system, as opposed to Bush, who comes from a family with a lust for power, skull and bones, and there's a guy named Kerry on the other side with a lust for power, skull and bones So they haven't
0: necessarily been trained as to how to be a good president, they've been trained as to how to rule over others. They've been trained
4: to be surrounded by advisors who will get inside their brain and even if George Bush had different ideas or John Kerry had different ideas, the people they surround themselves with
0: are They're the real influential ones. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Pack at 8.net toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, including live streams, broadband version, dial-up version. Both sizes should fit virtually any uh, any Internet connection, and we do it for free at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th at Porkfest, you'll be able to attend leadership and activist training seminars, tour New Hampshire on special Free State Project bus tours or on your own, and discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C. F-E-S-T dot com We've got calls all over the board we got to go to them And uh, hopefully we'll get back to the remaining five things You might not have ever known about sex uh, As we continue with the calls It's John in New Hampshire You're on, or excuse me, John in New York You're on Free Talk Live Hello John Hello What's on your mind? You fuck All right. see you later Oh my god This is getting, this is getting bad 800-259-9231 Let's try uh, Max in Florida You're, oh now we did, Max. Let's do Nick in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick.
5: Hey, guys. Hey, man. Hey there. Um, I want to diverge from your topic a little bit. Um, sure. You guys have been talking about Somalia over the last couple of weeks. Uh huh. Um, and I just had something somewhat related. Uh, the concept of microcredit, um, as a way to loan um to the working poor and to entrepreneurs in third world and underdeveloped nations.
0: Um, What's a, what is a micro credit?
5: Well, it's basically micro loans because major lending institutions in the West don't have any interest in loaning, say, six hundred dollars to uh, a coffee farmer in Nigeria or something sure. like that. Um, but I've run there are a couple different um, websites and organizations out on the web. Um, the most reputable one I've been able to find is kiva.org it's k-i-v-a dot org mm-hmm. um and it's just a way for individuals um to give small business loans um to entrepreneurs in other countries and I I thought it was a great alternative to government foreign aid which is basically just throwing the money away sure. um, giving it to other governments or um it's not sustain- building a sustainable economy in those countries um And I guess the way this works is it's a loan, so you give the money and it gets paid back over the specified period of time, Um, and they partner with local lenders and microcredit institutions in other countries. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go on the website, they have a whole list of who their partners are, Um, and you don't actually make any interest. It's just you just get your... Principal investment back.
0: Really? It, so this is a this is a, like a completely charitable uh, enterprise. Not entirely, well, but yeah.
5: Well, it is charitable. You get your if you give two hundred dollars, you get your two hundred back, but you don't make any interest on it.
0: Right. That, that, that's charity. I mean, that's like a charity it, loan, basically. Well, charity Yeah, loan. it is. But right.
5: compared to other forms of charity, where you give two hundred dollars and all you get back is warm feelings. Now, <laughs> now it's going to be
0: interesting. Back. I mean, you have to. If you're not even in the same country as the other person, what do you have as far as enforcement measures are concerned? What do you ha- how do you handle that if if uh, the person defaults on the loan, you're just screwed, right?
5: Um, not exactly. See, as far as repayment goes, and this you know I've I've looked at the website and there's only um, so deep the information goes. Um, they have a repayment rate of one hundred percent. So the way I believe it works, and again I'm not one hundred percent on this is that the local lenders are held responsible um, because they're the ones who actually make the profit. And hmm. Kiva is basically just a middleman as far as um, connecting the, the donors with the recipients.
0: I and see. So you're future. actually getting connected with a local lender and then they're making the decision as to who they, to that out to?
5: Yeah. And they're, they're, it's their responsibility to qualify um, the recipients of a loan and to collect the money and pay it back
0: right, and so th- theoretically these are people who these local lenders are people who've already taken a couple of loans and successfully paid them back, so they're getting a track record of of bringing back the money that they that they take away, and so that right. way you're you're not just uh, completely necessarily risking the money on someone who who's never been heard of before
5: right uh, It sounds like Kiva partners with people um, who are reputable and who um have a reputation for getting that money back and Neat. loaning it to qualified people.
0: So it's a way for people who uh, who would like to help, uh, have their money help out in uh, maybe third world nations, that sort of thing, that they can uh, get connected with those people. And it's, uh, what is it, KIVA.org? Yep.
5: Uh, it's worth checking out if anybody has any interest in that. I Neat. mean, a lot of pro- global problems are problems that deal with poverty. I mean, it's hard to address the actual problem of governments in a lot of these third world countries from a distance, so... This is one way, just making the money available to entrepreneurs. Great,
0: Nick. Thanks for sharing that. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Sort of reminded me of the, uh, I think it's Prosper and Zopa. Those are the two websites that one of them is in the UK, the other one's here in America, where you are uh, again sort of. They're sort of removing the middleman, the bank, from the equation and allowing people to sort of link up with one another and, and loan money at very low risk, mm-hmm. in lo, sort of low-risk situations. But in those cases, uh, you do
1: make the interest. There is an
0: interest payment in Prosper mm-hmm. and, and Zopa. But uh, either way, very interesting. Uh, let's continue with the calls to Jason in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier line.
6: Hey, guys. How you doing? Great, hey,
0: Jason. What's on your mind?
6: Sorry to call and interrupt the uh, fantastic uh program you had going there, so I'll I'll try to be quick and let you get back to it, because I can't wait to hear the rest. Um, I've been listening to some podcasts, trying to catch up on on old shows, and uh, you guys were talking about mortgages the other night, uh, probably about a week or so ago, Mm -hmm. and uh, I've got an interesting mortgage story that I came upon personally, uh, gosh, maybe about two years ago, I started investing in uh, rental properties locally here in in, uh, Pennsylvania. And um, came across what's called a no doc loan, which means you, if you have a, a credit score that is over a certain number, and mine was in the I think mid to low eight hundreds, so I have you know, pretty good credit. Um,
0: Isn't eight hundred the highest
1: yeah, you get? Yeah, I thought get? it was the highest you could get was eight hundred.
6: Maybe it was seven hundred. It was it mm-hmm. was it was it was high. Okay, it was high enough to qualify for what they call a no doc loan, which means that. You don't have to provide any documentation of income, any documentation of um, availability, Sweet. funding. Um, all you have to do is sign a paper saying that you will repay this money. Right. So I went into my first uh, purchase and um, bought a you know, rental property and go into my settlement, signed all the papers. Everything was you know, pretty straight and, and pretty easy. Got through that, signed my second set of uh, documents, and here I came to find that as I was reading through the uh, documentation that the mortgage broker that I was working through falsified the documentation and put down information about my salary, uh, my, my earnings, that was inaccurate.
0: So wait a minute. So he was telling you you were going to get a no-doc loan, but when he was going to, to the bank, he was just lying to them? Exactly. I want to I want to know the rest of the story. Hang on, we'll bring you back. 800-259-9231, that's the toll-free number. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-800-259-9231, that's why we call the show Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you.
2: And Julia. And
0: Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, updates included. Get signed up at updates.freetalklive.com to find out the latest about Free Talk Live. Whenever you need to know, uh, we'll send out an email. That's updates.freetalklive.com. You want to know more about Milton Friedman? Get the
1: DVD, The Power of Choice, The Life and Ideas of Milton Friedman. It's a moving tribute to the man from his effects on Estonia and Chile to the uh, military draft in the United States. The video includes footage from the last 70 years. Get The Power of Choice and other books and videos on liberty at lfb.com. Laissez-faire books, that's lfb.com. 1-800-259-9231
0: one eight hundred two let us go back to the phones, to the phone. Jason in Pennsylvania telling us about uh, a mortgage that you were allegedly getting. And let me see if I understood the story so far correctly. Uh, a no-doc mortgage, which means that your credit score is so good. And by the way, I found out that the credit scores go up to 850. Mark. Okay. Uh, Your credit score was so good that they didn't need even you didn't even have to show them any documentation to prove that you make X amount of dollars a year and all the stuff that most people normally have to turn over uh, to their lenders uh, before they get the loan. Then you uh, you come to discover that the broker that you were dealing with was actually, I guess, lying and making up numbers about what you earned to the bank in order to try and get you the loan. Is that correct so far? Um, well, yeah,
6: I actually did get the loans, both of them. The first one, I didn't notice any numbers that seemed out of the ordinary. The second one, as I was going through the paperwork and signing the – I think they only had to sign like two or three pages, whereas you know, a traditional mortgage, you've got to sign about 60 pages, as I remember from one of my previous loans,
7: mm-hmm. or at least
6: it seemed to be. Um, but so uh, the, yeah, the second time I was looking at the numbers, and, and I noticed that there was a uh, – um, even though you don't have to document your salary or document your earnings, I'm self-employed, so it's actually hard for me to document some of that stuff because sure. I try to hide as much as I can from absolutely
7: right. know,
6: the the hands that want to reach into my pockets. Um, so anyhow, I uh, I was looking over the numbers and I asked him, I questioned him on it, and he said, "Oh, well, you know, we just have to put a number down there that works within the formula." And I said, "Works within the formula?" I don't understand. He said, "Well, it's a no-doc loan; you don't have to document it." So it doesn't really matter what I put there. And I ended up, you know, I was in the middle of a settlement trying to buy a property, and, you know, lo and behold, I felt kind of, you know, awkward signing it, but I ended up signing it anyway. And everything went through and everything worked. But I I can only imagine, you know, how many people that, you know, got those types of loans that ended up defaulting on loans and, and uh, you know how many unscrupulous mortgage brokers were trying to, had their own pockets by writing as many loans as they could and falsified information to get there.
1: Hmm. Well, I don't think that this is uh, any surprise to lenders, and I think that they've got some fail-safes put in place now. Um, you know, when, when they had the big boom and um, they were trying to – the lenders didn't really care that much. They just wanted to get loans uh, put through. But I, I don't think it's any surprise to them that they're paying a really big commission to uh, mortgage brokers and that mortgage brokers might do what it takes to get that mortgage put through. You know, I mean,
6: uh, maybe I don't know. Just, I think the banks were were
1: somewhat implicit in that.
6: Maybe they
0: were. So I don't know. I just thought it interesting. But yeah, and, you know, uh,
1: it's an issue, and that's one of the reasons that uh, all the these brokers
0: sub- not responsible, right? He doesn't have any right. sort of responsibility. One of the One of the
1: reason these subprime loans are
0: all folding. Hmm. Jason, any other thoughts for us?
6: Yeah, actually, uh, totally unrelated. Uh, you were also talking about healthcare um, and different types of insurance and. Again, being self-employed, uh, one of the things that costs me a lot of money every year is health insurance. I bet. And uh, something i like to share with people is uh, something called an MSA or an HSA, which is a medical savings account or a health savings
0: account. Where do you get yours um, from?
6: You know what? I, I My wife takes care of it. I don't know who, <laughs> who, who that's all done through. Uh, I did the research to find out the that we wanted to do it. Um, I don't know which... Provider, she's ended up going through, but um, we've been doing it for a couple of years now, and it's a great way. It, you're somewhat self-insuring, um, you know your your um, medical um, responsibilities.
0: Right, as I taking, understand it, um, as I understand it, instead of paying full price for full medical. Um, health care coverage, or insurance rather, you essentially, you insure at a, uh, like a high deductible rate right. of $2,000 or $3,000 or something like that, maybe higher, I don't maybe. know what the rates are, but you insure at a very high catastrophic style rate, and then the extra money that you normally would have been paying to a, a medical plan, you would put, or a, a regular insurance plan, you would put away in this medical savings account for the so-called rainy day in the future, correct? And and you you collect right. interest on it?
6: Exactly. Yeah, you uh, put it into an account. All the monies you put away are 100% deducted from your earnings, um, so you get a great tax benefit by doing this. You can use that money a lot more uh, in, in a much much more flexible way than you know the way you can use insurance. You know, in other words, I go to the the uh, drugstore and buy a bottle of aspirin. Well, that's a medical expense or band aids or um, lasik surgery, or things that regular insurance doesn't cover, you can use your MSA for as long as it is for something that is deemed medical.
1: And it makes it tax-free, right?
6: And right. It makes any of those purchases tax-free. Which normally they wouldn't be. Right. So you're buying those things with pre-tax dollars, um, which is a great benefit. It's like getting a 20-some percent uh, or 30 percent Discount on what about somebody? I,
0: what about somebody who doesn't pay federal taxes? How would this affect them?
6: Um, geez, uh, the benefit there would be that you're not paying into the insurance company's pockets; um, you're paying into your own pocket. If and it, it depends on the type of medical user you are. If you're using a lot of um, a lot of products and services throughout the year, then maybe you are better off with a, a traditional health plan uh but for somebody like myself uh even you know i've got a wife and three kids um you know we have moderate expenses throughout the year but it's much more flexible uh for us to be able to to spend our money
0: and you can pull the money out of the uh, the medical savings account just like any other savings account right like if you needed to use it for another purpose you could withdraw
6: you can with certain limitations um and you if you pull money out of it and we've never had to do this, so I can't tell you all the details, but I, I do believe that there is a way that you pull money out of it and then you end up paying taxes on those dollars if you don't use that money for health-related issues. We've never had to do it, so I, I don't know how that goes.
0: All right, very uh, good. Well, Jason, thank you for the suggestion. Forever. I know that I'll be looking into uh, some medical insurance soon, and I'm definitely going to be looking into the medical savings plans. I Thanks think it's for the good call. for
1: young men because you um, you know you, they don't spend much money on uh, yeah on on medical issues, and, and to put the money into an account rather than giving it to an insurance company seems like a much better idea to
0: me. Absolutely, and I, I'm Just cover yourself for the catastrophic stuff. I'm certainly capable of saving, so mm-hmm. I've got the uh, the fiscal discipline in order to handle something like that. one eight hundred two 259 Let's go to... Uh, again, you can bring up anything. Let's talk to Sean in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sean. Uh,
6: yeah, I was just calling to let you guys know that my name's actually not Sean. Your
3: person got it wrong. It's actually... G A.
0: God. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we do suck. 800-259-9231. Almost as bad as your calls. <laughs> Let's continue and talk to uh, Free Dog in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live with e and Julia and Mark. Hello. How
7: are you doing today?
0: Doing great. What's on your mind, Free Dog?
7: Oh, nothing much. Uh, I'm a licensed health insurance agent. So what <laughs> the last caller was just talking about with HSAs,
0: mm-hmm. very
7: good way to go. Very good way to go, especially if you can put the money away.
0: But wait a minute. You're a health insurance agent. Aren't you supposed to be selling us insurance?
7: <laughs> well, believe it or not, that's what I do: catastrophic and HSAs.
0: Oh, I see. Now, how do you make money off of uh, selling insurance like that? Is there as much profit in it for for an agent? Not
7: as much, but I sell a lot more of it, so it kind of makes up for it.
0: Got it. Got it. What, did you have something else you wanted to talk uh, to talk about?
7: Yeah, I did. I was listening to the podcast from yesterday, and I uh, had a couple of a couple of philosophical arguments to pose to you about God.
0: Okay, sure. It's
7: kind of interesting. Um, first off, and I know this is a very common paradox with uh, as far as God goes, is could, uh, God is described in the Bible as being both almighty and all-knowing. Okay. Um, so could an almighty, all-knowing being create another being that was immune to his own future influence?
0: Could an almighty being create another being that was immune to... His own future influence or God's yeah, or future influence?
7: To, to God's future influence. Could God create a, a a man essentially that would be immune to God's own future influence?
0: I'd like to have you flesh that out a little bit more. If you can, hang on. We'll bring you back 259 eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'm having a little bit of trouble understanding the question. Right, I'm,
1: I'm not. I'm not seeing the paradox quite we'll yet. We'll come
0: back with more. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net. Toll free lines. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, That we do ask you voluntarily support the show by voting for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Only 30 days. What do we got 31 in this month? Yeah, 31 days. So only two more days remain in this month's voting uh, window we still need your votes because it is neck and neck between us and the number two podcast. At least I presume we're still number one. Uh, neck and neck. We need you to go to vote.freetalklive.com if you've yet to do it in the month of March. Uh, we are number three.
1: No, no, we're number one. We have we are three votes in the lead.
0: Oh, okay, three votes it's in the really lead.
1: close. It's you know it's it, it anybody's me. game it
0: really anybody's is. game so we need you to do it at uh, vote.freetalklive.com and somebody had posted a message on the bulletin board system i think about uh julia something about uh, why we need to be number one yes right? why
2: does ian really want to be number one and the suggestion was well what's the difference between number one and number two and well, what is the difference i don't know some people think that you just don't like harry potter
0: I, you know what? I've seen the movies. I love the movies. I think they're very entertaining. I've read the books. Honestly, I, I've never I, read the books. I, I think it's I've, great I think I've it's read great the books series.
2: and seen the movies, and they're both good.
0: So, uh, but I don't want him to win. It's nothing against Me Harry neither. Potter. It's just a matter of we've never been number one for the entire month. So it would Are be you kind sure? Of nice. Yes, I'm sure. Really? Absolutely. We've we've done pretty well in never? general, but never number one for 100% of an entire month. So when you do, to go to vote.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Free Dog in Utah, uh, Free Dog, who's presenting uh, what is a, uh, I guess a paradox of some sort in regards to the concept of God. Now, for people just tuning in, can you go ahead and re? And for me as well, because I just couldn't quite wrap my mind around it. I'm still trying to. Could you rephrase what uh, what your point was?
7: It's okay. It's pretty intellectual. Uh, I totally understand.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm um, a simpleton. Absolutely. <laughs> Went to government school, so I you know, try my best.
7: Well, me too. But look, uh, what, what can you do? I, uh, uh, the, the paradox is this. If, uh, if God, almighty and all-powerful being, uh, can, can create a being that is immune to God's own future influence, then God is therefore not, by definition, almighty. All-powerful. All-powerful, right. correct. Because now he has no influence over this other being.
1: So it's, God, it's kind of like if God can't make a mistake... Then he can't create right. something that is um, that is a mistake. So therefore, he has a flaw,
0: right? Well, couldn't one yeah, argue well, that? Couldn't one argue that he made man have uh, you know freedom of choice on purpose, so that he w- could be hands off and not have to be concerned with uh, what they did?
7: Well, and that gets to my that gets to my other observation. But yeah, you guys get an idea for that paradox. It's a philosophical paradox that we on you know human beings will never be able to wrap our brain around. Okay. Um, my 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 other point is. God created man supposedly free. Do, do you agree with that? If you, believe with, if you believe that God created man, which I personally don't, but uh, God
0: created man free. Right. Well, there's two lines of thinking there. Some people believe that there's predetermination and predestination. Mm-hmm. The other people believe that there's freedom of choice, um, in which case that's what you're pointing out. And I think most people think that God created man to be free. I think you're right about that.
7: Okay. Okay. But, uh, Satan, if you believe in God, you know, sometimes most people also believe in Satan.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, Satan does not wish man to be free. Yeah.
0: Satan wants true? to
7: enslave I- man.
0: I, as I understood it, I mean, I guess that's the Christian version of uh, of what Satan's sure, all about. Sure. But I thought Satan was supposed to be the like the man on like the he was supposed to be the man as far as man uh, man was concerned. In that he was supposed to encourage man to uh, to feel good and to be free and to uh, and to feel good basically.
7: Uh, I don't understand that, but, but maybe it's just my own simpleton. That... Wasn't he supposed to? Uh,
0: wasn't I'm not. I'm probably not communicating it very well. Mark, you're the uh, the religious expert here. Wasn't Satan supposed to be like the ruler? Of Earth essentially, and to encourage man to—he's
1: he's called the God of this world, to um, be hedonistic and that sort of thing. Well, the the idea is is that there's um it, it, as I've heard it proposed, and I'm sure other people have different um, theories on it, but that God and Satan are in a uh, a battle of principalities and powers to determine whether good is a better system or whether. Evil is a better system. Hedonism. But I, I, I guess I. So um, it's it's sort of like they're 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 racking up points by souls saved and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, and and uh, at some point or another, God's supposed to win because he tosses
0: Satan into the pit. We've but. sort of interrupted your your train of thought there, Free Dog. Where were you going with that? Well, I
7: just uh, my my uh, what I was going with that is uh, a uh, a government also wishes to enslave man, bind him by their own rules. Yes. And uh, any government that does so in the name of God, I suppose, would be considered sinful or blasphemous.
0: Sounds sounds logical to me.
7: Just, so you're saying the Christians
0: you're saying that Christians by their own dogma should be anti government. Exactly. Well said, sir. Exactly. I appreciate appreciate the call. Thank you. 800-259-9231. And uh, there are certainly a, a number of Christians out there. I think Gene, the Christian anarchist, would be a, a perfect example of somebody who has come to that realization. It,
1: I just can't um, get the whole idea of, of predetermination at all. I mean, what's what's the point of it? Why why did God even does he even bother for the uh, the scenario to play out if he's um, you know got it all planned out and it's going to happen exactly the way he wants? And then how can he send people to hell um, if he's Planning he's on predetermined. Sending, right. He's yeah. he's essentially you know created me to damn me to hell. Well, how what many a people crappy bo- thing that is to do. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get out of it essentially. Right. Uh, b- born to go to hell basically. Right. He's predetermining everything. He decides whether or not I go to hell. Even if you know, of course, I'm supposed to have free will. Mm-hmm. But he, he's so much more powerful than I am. I just think I have free will because he's predetermined it. No, many people... I cannot believe that there's um, that everything happens for a reason and all things happen for the good of those who serve him and it's all that God's other plan. that all that other crap. It's not true.
0: Right. If, God, when, if God's fair someone...
1: and just and good, He gave me free will just like He gave Adam free will in the Garden of Eden. He doesn't know what's going to happen at the end because He can't. He, many... may, he may be able to see the end. Um, you know, be able to see the end, but I have to have free will, otherwise it would be evil of him to send me to hell. Mm.
0: Well, there's certainly plenty of evidence to suggest that God is certainly not a very nice God. That's for sure, as far as uh, the Christian God and all that. And how many people really believe in predetermination? How many of the Christians believe in that? I think a lot of people people
1: do. They they haven't run it to its ends. Right, I I don't
0: think they've logically really thought it out at all because they only seem to really pull it out when it's convenient for them. Like, they believe that their lives, they Mm -hmm. have the freedom of choice, but when something nasty happens like a school bus full of children careens over a cliff or whatever mm-hmm. and of course you know christians are asking themselves why why would god do such a thing well then the you know the stock answer is well it's god's plan you know don't question it it's god's plan yeah. <laughs> as though you know he planned for this school bus full of children to careen over a cliff i don't think in a that, fiery inferno
1: i don't think that that's the issue though um because god um, because wait, this life th- um, that that's really an issue. I think that you can say that a good God could plan for a school bus to go over the edge because it would uh, result in something good happening down the line um, for the the his people. I think his that's people. Such a wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> because this life isn't real by Christian standards. Mm. This one that we're in. I'm is pretty simply sure the a,
0: pain those children were feeling when they were smothering. But it is uh, pointless.
1: This it doesn't matter. This this life is 80 years long and eternity is. You know, beyond our, our ability to grasp. So, what's more important? What's more important is, you know, if a if hundred people have to suffer and die in this life so one person can be saved, that's a really great thing. Um, the idea that I am created to go to hell because he predetermines everything and he is this much greater mind than I am, even if I feel like I have free will, um, that's a much bigger deal. Like, he's created me, this being, supposedly with free will, at least that's what I'm told. In order to go to hell, if predetermination is correct, and mm. and that's why I say it's not correct. Doesn't make sense.
0: Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves to George in D.C. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, George.
8: Hey guys, long time no talk.
0: Indeed, sir. What's on your mind?
8: Oh yeah, this country's gone straight to hell in a handbasket. I was getting into this argument with this Democrat on um, MySpace. Pretty much, got he's like. Well, don't worry. You know we're gonna uh, repeal all this um, Patriot Act, Real ID, and military commission stuff. I'm like, where, where, where have they said that? And i like, don't yeah. worry. When, when we take the thing, it's gonna happen? I'm like, no, it's not. And I'll tell you why, all right there. This was explained on Dan Carlin. He, right, he explained it. It's like the reason why is they're not gonna repeal it is it's very simple. If they, repe- if they repeal it today, and terrorist happen to, attack happens tomorrow, they're the ones that are gonna get the hell, hell for it. Uh, for that, and then they're going to get put out of office, and the Republicans go see, see what happens when you don't go spying on american people
0: yep you're absolutely it's right. A- I think I think you know the the people uh they sort of get swayed by the low level activists in the democratic movement, the ones that are out there passing out bumper stickers, the ones that are out there campaigning for their candidates, who are out there saying things and claiming things about the candidates that the candidates themselves haven't actually claimed, as you pointed out, where are they saying any of this? Are any any elected Democrats actually doing anything to remove the now, Patriot Act?
8: So that's why I was saying like, that uh, secession under Hampshire is really like the only. True option for liberty in this lifetime, but even that's got to be carefully
0: timed. Yeah, it's going to take time.
8: you got you got to, you got to wait till, um right at the point where the where the U S. pretty much collapses under its own weight, like the
0: Soviet Union. I don't know if we should wait. To, t- I don't know if we should wait that long, and know, that's maybe. something we're going to disagree about. More on the way. Thanks for the call, George. Hour two is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching in hour number two. You can bring up anything toll free at 800 259 9231, the packet 8.net toll free line for you. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free, so enjoy those on us. That's Free Talk Live. Dot com to start things out here this hour. Uh, we still to get, have to get to the other five things you might not have ever known about sex. We still have five more of those to do. Uh, but your calls come first, and we're going to Tim in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with e and Julia and Mark. Hello, Tim. Tim in Illinois? He dropped. Tim's gone. Let's try Joseph in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Joseph. Joseph in Michigan, going once. Joseph. <coughs> Goodbye. 800-259-9231. Let's try Stephen in Ohio. I <laughs> didn't even give him a chance. Uh, it was the same thing that the other callers had uh, ended their calls with. Remember the cranks um, earlier this week? Okay. Stephen, you're on the air.
3: Oh, hey, hey. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about God's plan. Yeah. Someone was talking about how God's plan is all It's all part of God's plan. So are you saying the millions millions of people dying in Darfur is part of God's plan? I, I'm just wondering.
0: You, you mean you're asking that rhetorically? Because none of yeah. us here none believe of us that believes that Yeah, I know. God's I'm plan. just saying,
3: like, what were, what were his thoughts on that? Because...
1: Well, it, it, um, I don't think anybody um, called in and, and and talked about God's <laughs>
0: plan. He's, He's just... I
1: mean? God's just... plan. Um, but, you know, the people dying in Darfur, from a spiritual perspective, don't matter. We're all going to die. The moment you're born, you're destined to die. Dying is not a terrible thing from God's point of view. From God's point of view, the important thing, or from a spiritual point of view, is going to heaven or hell. So, you know, if the people uh, in Darfur are saved, then that's great. If they, um, if, if they can, if they can be used as a lesson to God's chosen, um, that'll bring some more along to the path of heaven, then that's great. Um, you know, so it's it's not that death and suffering on human terms is it just is minute. It doesn't matter.
0: It's it's just an excuse that uh, that these religious leaders use to try to bring the sheep back into the fold. Because when something tragic happens, and uh, it, whether it's uh, kids careening off a, the, a, a cliff in a school bus, or people dying in Darfur, or however it is somebody perishes in some unseemly manner, it's uh, essentially they, they that will lead to Christians and other believers of other religions questioning themselves because you're taught as a at least I was when I was in the Presbyterian church you're taught that God is all loving and all caring he you know he's your heavenly father and he loves you and he's everywhere all at once you know all these wonderful sort of uh sayings to assuage you into thinking that uh it's okay God's nearby he cares about you blah 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 well Okay, well when, when the children uh, are suffering as a result of uh, their house being caught on fire and them being caught inside it and their skins melting off, you know, you might think to yourself as someone who's believed in Christianity and all that for a long time or whatever religion you believe in, you might think to yourself, "Huh, you know, if God's really a caring and all-loving God as I've been told my entire life, well why would he allow my children to have their skin burnt off in this house fire? A lot of people, um, their
1: faith is shaken in, at times like that. Right. That, well, that, you know,
2: isn't the suggestion I guess that you're going to a better place? So it's only suffering for a few minutes, and then everything is better after that.
1: Some people can handle it like that. Some people can't. I know that, uh, you know, uh, circumstances with my uh, around uh, surrounding my grandmother's death. Um, it was entirely beyond my control i could not go and see her on her deathbed and i you you know it i blamed god for that it's certainly um i had done everything in my power and
0: i just couldn't do it it's certainly an easy excuse uh for people to to pull out but it flies right in the face of what they've always been told
2: Something that I think is really ironic almost is when something terrible happens, it's part of God's plan. That's correct. But when something, for example, if you were to get into a car accident and almost die, it's a miracle. God (laughs) saved you.
0: (laughs) Excellent observation. Um yeah I mean that wasn't part of the plan apparently, it was part of the maybe it was he part of god's plan up until the very last moment when he decided to create a miracle and save you from his plan, which is originally to kill you i mean it's just it's just total rationale it's uh, it's rationale to explain the unexplainable to explain random. Horrific events that inevitably will happen, and uh, whether they be earthquakes, natural disasters, or something man-made, something horrible, someone shooting another person or whatever. It's just something to uh, ease the minds of those who are believers to say, oh, it's okay. It's just God's plan. And so then they you know, go back, and hopefully they'll come back to church and put their 10% uh, in the tithing plate. 800-259-9231. I don't think there's very many Christians that give 10%. Probably right about that. Two weeks ago, according to TheAgitator.com, Baltimore police arrested seven-year-old Gerard Mungo for the crime of sitting on a dirt bike. Apparently this was part of God's plan. Mm -hmm. The engine wasn't running. He was handcuffed, arrested, and booked at the police station. The incident sparked national media attention, and Mungo received support from no less than Baltimore's mayor, Sheila Dixon. The boy's mother, uh, Lakeesa Dinkins, was irate. She spent the next week criticizing Baltimore police and prosecutors with some help from the NAACP. I thought we did this story. I don't remember doing this it story. He's like
1: seven or something,
0: right? He's seven years old, and he was arrested for sitting on a dirt bike. You know, if we did do the story, that's, that's okay, because that's not what this story is about. Okay. We did um, do
2: that story, just so you know. But okay, continue.
0: That's, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what they arrested him for, maybe operating a dirt bike without a permit or something like that.
2: Well, it was actually, you're not allowed to ride a dirt bike on the sidewalk in Baltimore.
0: Ah, he should have known that. Uh, and that's what probably the tact we took, was that he should have read the laws before he got on that dirt bike. Ignorance of the lad. laws,
2: no excuse.
0: Uh, well, that's not what Seven the is about. <laughs> the, story, <laughs> the story is about the follow-up, actually. So it's good that we talked about this before, because Lisa Dinkins, who is not his mother, but another relative, was arrested during a drug bust on her sister's home. Police claimed they were chasing an 18-year-old nephew whom they suspected of drug activity. They say he ran into the home, that they followed him, and that they arrested uh, then arrested Dinkins when she refused to cooperate with the officers inside. Dinkins says the police were retaliating against her for the fuss she raised over the arrest of her son. Coincidence here? Hmm. She makes a pretty good case. There were no drugs in the home, nor were there any drugs on the suspected nephew, the 18-year-old. Of the 11 people in the home, only Dinkins was arrested. She was later released without charge. You can tell when the police arrest you and then they don't charge you with anything and they just let you out, they were arresting you to harass you. They were arresting you because they can. Because they're big, bad, scary cops. They have guns and handcuffs and they aren't afraid to use them.
2: And then the attitude there is you should be thankful because we're not pressing charges.
0: Yeah, they're doing you a favor.
1: It looks suspicious um, that they... The targeting, yeah, the, it looks the, the targeting looks suspicious. I, I don't, I don't know what the circumstances are, and I, you know, I, I'd
0: be interested in hearing more. Dinkins' sister claims that she was the one who was argumentative, not Dinkins, and with good reason. "Quote: I was irate because they charged into my home without a warrant. When I told them I was going to call the supervisor, they got angry," she said. "I was one, I was the one yelling at them because they came in my house and broke down my door. But even though she was the one that was angry and upset." They didn't arrest her. The police also neglected to mention their initial report that they had broken down the family's door. Just, you know, left that out. Uh, they later amended the report after Dinkins and her sister uh, decided to go to the press. So just another <laughs> example of, a little the, bit of, pressure. of the police retaliating against somebody for making them look bad. Well, of course, they made themselves look bad by arresting a seven-year-old for sitting on a on his bike essentially it's suspicious
1: i'm i'm not 100% um 100% convinced i mean you know you never know what the the cops were thinking
0: it's it's not unusual it's not something that has been unheard of in the past for the sure. police to retaliate against people that make them look bad in public if you can make um, enough circumstantial
1: cases if you can pile up enough circumstantial cases it makes it look very bad
0: In New York City, other uh, corrupt cop stories, since we're on the topic, from StopTheDrugWar.org, an NYPD rookie officer was arrested recently after police police executing a search warrant on her home found a large stash of drugs in her underwear drawer. The officer was arrested after a month-long probe of drug sales near the home she shared with her boyfriend, a reputed Latin Kings gang member, during the search of her home. (laughs) Strange bedfellows, huh? The uh, cops actually sleeping with the gang members in this case. During the search of her home, police found 150 small bags of marijuana, two bags of cocaine, $3,000, and a bunch of Latin King's paraphernalia. Although the two were not at home at the time, the police found them in a car nearby. In the car, police found another 15 bags of pot and two more bags of cocaine. She faces counts of endangering the welfare of a child and drug possession. 800 More, 9231 uh, A couple more corrupt cop stories for you. And then the latest on ICE. You know the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Department. They've raided yet another place. We'll give you the details and how many children have been displaced from it. This is your call, uh, your show. You make the call. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free packet 8.net line is 800-259-9231. And you, as always, can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there completely free, including the wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com Get you to it. It is uh, created by listeners like you. In fact, there are over 1,200 pages of unique content that, The listeners made and you can go in and you can edit virtually anything that you see on the wiki at wiki.freetalklive.com and tax season is upon us. Don't you wish you'd known more about finances when growing up? Well, The Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt, and that's no way to start a life. So buy them a kid's journey to getting rich at akidsjourney.com or call one 800 657 That's a kid's journey to getting rich at akidsjourney.com, 800-657-5066. Talking about some uh, bad cops, corrupt cop stories. Just have a few more for you. And then we'll go to another story about the police harassing another very, very young child. And in this case, someone who's five years old. But back to uh, StopTheDrugWar.org. Got to stop stop these preschoolers from getting out of hand. It's a crackdown, Martin. (laughs) In Toledo, Ohio, a police officer was arrested recently on drug possession and related charges. The officer and another man were arrested at his home, and after police serving a search warrant, found cocaine and marijuana. According to the search warrant, they received two confidential tips that he was involved in selling and using drugs, but so far they've only charged him with possession. He, by the way, was a 13-year veteran of the force has uh, resigned and is now out on a personal recognizance bond. So, you know, just more uh more evidence that this guy was probably at I mean if you you're on the force for 13 years, you're you're at least doing something somewhat, right? Um he was a, probably an okay cop, but now all of a sudden he's a bad guy because he happened to have a, you know, a little bit of pot and coke in his house. I think, it's, I think it's tragic that these guys have to lose their jobs over, over drugs, but unfortunately, you know, we live in a world where there is a war on drugs, and it's only fair that if everybody else is going to be getting arrested for marijuana and cocaine possession, that the cops should certainly have it happen to them as well. But were there not a war on drugs, this might not have been an issue. Plenty of cops it go to... It certainly wouldn't have been an issue. Right. The Plenty of cops... Now, doing drugs on duty would be an issue. Drinking on duty would be an issue. That's right. But there's plenty of cops that after uh, their shift is over with, they go out with the, uh, the rest of their squad or whatever. They go down to the cop bar. There's usually one bar where all the cops go. They go down to the cop car, bar and they get wasted. So police getting Some wasted do. isn't unusual. It's not something that's never been heard of before. So I don't see what the issue would be if we just end this insane war on drugs. In Louisiana, a Tenga, Tenga Pahoa Parish sheriff's deputy serving as a jail guard was arrested recently after agreeing to smuggle crack cocaine and vodka to an inmate. According to federal officials, he'd confessed to smuggling banned items at least ten times since September, receiving from $100 to $300 per delivery. Mm-hmm. Robertson went down to a lot of a lot of prison guards. Just they make a second income doing this.
1: Mm-hmm. They know they can get it through. There's, in most cases, they they're not even bothered when they come in. Now, um, dealing with convicts, very very bad business. They've got big mouths. Mm. But um, if if one if a guard manages to find the right convict that knows how to keep his mouth shut, they can distribute a lot of stuff, and the, that guard can make a lot of
0: money. Robertson went down after someone called in a tip that he was delivering drugs, alcohol, cell phones, and food to prisoners, and the feds set up a sting. An agent posing as an inmate's friend gave Robertson 15 grams of crack, two bottles of Grey Goose, and 300 for his efforts. Robertson was arrested after accepting the goods and the cash. He's now facing up to 40 years in prison on possession with intent to distribute crack charges. In Sacramento, a former state prison guard pleaded guilty to smuggling meth into a prison in Amador County. Ah. The 22-year veteran of the de- uh, department. 22-year veteran. Right. You know, the question you have to ask yourself is, how many of the 22 years was he smuggling? You never. There's no way to know. No, there. They he sure as hell isn't going to admit to it. Uh, he went down apparently after internal affairs intercepted but, uh, a package. See, mailed a lot to his of home. people.
1: A lot of people. It's the circumstances that cause them to do something. Um, you know. You can have a guy who works at a bank for 20 years, and you give him the right opportunity to uh, take a million dollars and get away with it and not get caught. He's like, it, take it's, it. I'm not saying he will take it, but he could take it. Um, you know, it just, you never know. It's its its the circumstances.
0: Investigators uh, in internal affairs intercepted a package mailed to his home and found it contained 10 grams of meth hidden inside a teddy bear. When agents arrived, Whittle had already removed... Sounds like
1: he's been doing this a while.
0: He's already removed the, He had already removed the meth and secreted it in a stab-resistant prison guard vest. Whittle admitted that he was paid $5,150 by friends and inmates to smuggle drugs into the Mule Creek State Prison. He agreed to forfeit his profits and now is awaiting his sentence of up to two years in prison. Uh, also, finally, a police sergeant who's retired was sentenced to five years in prison on meth trafficking charges... The retired Sergeant Tucker could have faced up to life in prison after he was caught picking up a meth shipment at a Greyhound bus terminal. Where else? In Minneapolis. He pleaded guilty to sep- uh, in September to possession with the intent to distribute more than a pound of methamphetamine. That's a lot of meth. Uh, said he was going to give Tucker a substantial break, the judge, in sentencing because he had no prior record and little likelihood of reoffending, but gave him a few years, quote, because drugs are so harmful, unquote. 800 259 The police insanity continues. Julia with a story about a arresting, not a quite arresting, but almost a five-year-old. What happened?
2: A kindergartner at Woodlands Elementary School threw a, threw a candy tin on the bus Wednesday morning. Only there wasn't candy inside. It was mommy's smoke, the five-year-old boy told Huron Police
1: <laughs> Oh my.
2: <laughs> and Erie County Sheriff's deputies after the bus driver found a tin and suspected marijuana on the bus floor. Police arrested and charged the boy's mother, Jessica McCormick, 25, 200 block of... R- no, we don't care where she lives. Oh. That's okay. Ah.
0: So he threw the tin, he chucked it on the bus, and that's what drew the t- drew, uh, drew the attention to him?
2: Correct. He left it on the bus after... It, it says... I've read a few different articles on this story, and they mm-hmm. all have different information. Uh, not different, but some of them include different stuff in it. And apparently he left the bus on the tin, and they went back and... And caught it because of video cameras on the bus. Oh boy. So they called his mother, she consented to a search and was arrested for possession of marijuana in the house.
0: Yikes. You know what? If you uh if you don't want stuff like this to happen, send your kids to private school. Because really, if little Johnny comes to school, little five year old Johnny in kindergarten comes to school with mommy's smoke tin, for some reason he how he I guess he just picked it up on his way out the door or something. Uh, he comes to school with mommy's smoke tin.
2: It was in a, a SpongeBob SquarePants tin, Ten. so it <laughs> was he was probably just attracted to it. It's yeah. bright yellow. Okay, cartoon.
1: Here's, here's the first clue. Put it in some box. The kids aren't gonna be quite as interested in handling. Don't yeah. put it in a SpongeBob SquarePants tin. Yeah. Uh,
0: but anyway, even if he'd gone to if he'd gone to a private school and had uh, had brought it for show and tell or whatever, and the school teacher found that oh my goodness, there's a marijuana pipe in here and some seeds and and pot. Uh, what do you think they would do? Um, would they snitch out their client? They could, very well. Less likely, though, wouldn't you say? I would say that you have a,
2: it de- <laughs> you, you have a better it chance of getting away with it. I'd say it depends on the teacher. If you've got some tightwad teacher who hates marijuana smokers, he might turn you in.
0: Sure, that's a possibility. Right. But it would seem to be less likely because then you're turning in your own client. That's correct. Then uh, you know they might but not teacher... want to bring, your, uh, bring their kids back the next year.
2: And other marijuana smokers might not want to bring their kids back.
0: Sure, certainly. A teacher mark. And
2: there's certainly well,
1: a, a teacher doesn't uh, make money directly from the parents. Um, whereas no, but 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 it's... the assistant principal or something, I don't know. You, you just never know.
0: But as a, as an associate working at Kmart, I didn't make money directly from the clients, but I knew that if I didn't treat them right, I'd be in trouble. More on the way. This is your show. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Immigration rate on the way. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. Bring up whatever you want, toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free lines. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, including archives, and entire year's worth of the show, right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Go and get them for free at freetalklive.com. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. Plus, you need to know that the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to attend leadership and activist training seminars and socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. So register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. It's a perfect excuse to get yourself up to New Hampshire to explore uh, what will soon be the Free State as part of the Free State Project. I know I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, of interesting sort of uh, panels and speeches and things like that, on, especially on Saturday. And then throughout the week, there's just a lot of camaraderie, people hanging out, having a good time. Uh, I wish I had the entire week to take off to go and uh, go and do it. I know people are encouraging me to do that. I just, you know, I just can't. Uh, I want to go, so I'm going to go and just kind of get get the weekend version of it myself. Uh, but everybody's recommending staying for the entire week, so try to uh, try to stay as long as you can. Porkfest.com. The immigration situation continues, Baltimore and the Associated Press reporting. This time, it wasn't a huge raid, but nonetheless, people's lives were interrupted. People's lives were, uh, were torn apart, families torn, uh, torn apart. Once again, we've seen uh, raid after raid involving ICE, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, raiding various different manufacturers. There was, a, I think, a meat packing plant that went down early last year, and then uh, there was a plant that made, uh, I think, some sort of leather products in Boston, or not the Bo- not Boston, but somewhere in Massachusetts, that recently went down. And now it's I thought Baltimore. That was a fish
1: packing place in in Boston I don't think so. okay.
0: now in Baltimore, immigration agents arrested sixty nine people Thursday in raids on a temporary employment agency's office in places where it provide undocumented workers, including the port of Baltimore said authorities u s ICE agents also seized a bank account containing more than six hundred thousand dollars from the employment agency, Jones Industrial Network. The company's offices and eight other businesses were searched, including three where the temp agencies suspected of providing undocumented workers, said ICE. The investigations began last year. So nice. I mean, just, all they have to do is suspect you, and uh, you've got a raid. Just sus- you're suspect. We're going to raid you now. Maybe they can suspect Free Talk Live of uh, harboring undocumented workers and kick in our door next. And what are they going to take from here? Anything they want? Uh, apparently so, having... "Quote: Illegal aliens working and having access to our ports is a major security vulnerability," said James Dinkins, the ICE special bureaucrat in charge. Well, what is it? Is it just unlikely that Americans could possibly be a security vulnerability? Is it is it impossible for white Americans to be security vulnerabilities at ports? Isn't it? Uh, is, it, is it even a possibility that a, you know, a white American might take some money from some terrorist organization or have some sympathy for a terrorist organization? Why is it that somebody who happens to be an illegal alien is more likely to be sus- a suspect of these sorts of things?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know what would make an illegal alien likely to be a uh, terrorist. I, I, maybe they have less to lose.
0: A telephone call seeking comment from the company was not immediately returned Thursday afternoon. The employees, uh, the employment agency's offices near downtown were closed. Family members of those detained gathered with activists outside the company's offices carrying signs that read, stop dividing our families, stop the raids, and fair immigration reform now. Dicey Lopez, who's 24, said the school that her seven-year-old brother attends called her house after her mother didn't pick him up because she'd been arrested. uh, Yesenia Lazo held her sister-in-law's four-month-old, David, who had not been breastfed since his mother was arrested. Four-month-old. The child was born here. He's only four months old, she said in Spanish. We're asking the people from immigration to please return them. Yeah, well, good luck getting that to happen. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, Lazo said her three sisters-in-law work at Under Armour, folding and packing clothes. Authorities didn't release the identities of those arrested, but said that uh, the managers were not yet arrested. We got to arrest
1: these people that are working hard, you know. Yep. Because these immigrants come in here and they they leech off of our welfare. Some do. Some certainly do. Many do not. Let's, uh, it sounds like a welfare problem, but doesn't sound like an immigration problem to Definitely. me.
0: Definitely. Authorities didn't release the identities of those arrested. Uh, the only company is the it Jones is the only company that's been targeted criminally. All the others in the raids have cooperated, said ICE officials. Yeah, well, that's because they don't want to be brought up on charges. They want to, you know, act like they didn't know anything. A lawyer for sportswear maker Under Armour Incorporated, which is also raided, says the company wasn't aware that the employees were illegal immigrants. Now, this is an interesting situation because they're raiding, uh they rated a temp agency. Now, when you're hiring a temp from a temp agency, part of the whole deal with hiring a temp is that the agency's already done all the work the agency's already brought the person into the fold, they've had them fill out the paperwork, the W4s and all that. You pay the temp agency, not the uh not the person directly for their work. And so you would expect that it wouldn't be your responsibility to have to determine, you know, whether the person was qualified to work, whether the person is an illegal immigrant. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any sort of harassment on the part of uh, the feds to Under uh, Under Armour or the other companies that had hired these people as temps. Seems unlikely. The company has fully cooperated with the investigation. It's considering legal action against the temp agency at this point. Uh, At Under Armour, we're patriots first and last and we're fully committed to compliance with all laws and regulations. Yes, siri, said their spokesperson. We're furious that apparently one of the temp agencies we use was not so committed or gave the appearance of being not so committed. Workers were employed at the company's distribution center, said 20 of those detained might qualify for humanitarian release. Ice field office bureaucrats said they were being transferred to three institutions. Immigration officials said state and federal officials would interview the detainees to determine whether any medical, sole caregiver, or other issues would qualify them for humanitarian release. So apparently there are some reasons why ICE will decide to go ahead and let you go. Well, when they
1: release you, though, I mean, don't they give you some kind of immigration hearing and at some point or another kick you out of the country anyway?
0: I'm not sure. I would imagine. to not make that clear. Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick, I would imagine you're right, though. A month urged this month urged federal authorities not to move out of that state and any more any more factory workers detained in an immigration raid until their children were located and arrangements made for their care. More than 300 people were detained for possible deportation at a recently at a leather factory that makes equipment for the military. That was the one you were thinking was the the fish packing plant. Uh, so once again, the ICE thugs have. Kicked in a few businesses' doors, arrested people that were working to make their lives better for themselves and their families, and have uh, have destroyed families, have separated uh, mothers from their children, and in some cases, babies, breastfeeding babies from their mothers, have been separated.
1: It's definitely a story of tragedy. Um,
0: you know, and and we'll see it again and again and again as they continue to ratchet up this uh, this immigration crackdown and and they're also bringing the executives up on charges now at this point in some of the past stories we haven't actually read this on the air here but in the like the leather case and the other some of the other cases in the past the executives of these companies are being brought up on charges so what's going to happen is uh you're going to see businesses ruined as well so not only are they going to be ruining individuals and families lives but also the people who are running these businesses who are just trying to get products and services out on the marketplace they're just trying to hire the people that are willing to come in and do the work for the right price. Now, these people are going to be facing charges. That If you're facing charges in court, you're not very effective at running your business. If you're facing charges in court and you have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines, that's going to, take a, that's going to be a hit on uh, the effectiveness of your business. And so you're going to see businesses go under as a result of well, you this. You
1: probably won't see it. It'll just happen.
0: Oh, it'll just happen. And yes, you're right. There won't be news stories about it, but the people who are working for those businesses will see it, and they'll know why it happened, too.
1: Right. And they'll be... Well, I, I don't know um, if they'll know exactly why, because, you know, the, a business takes a financial hit, and then it wobbles for a period of time, and then it goes under.
0: Are the are the non-illegal immigrants that are working for a business that might go under for these reasons, are they going to cheer? Are they going to feel good? Because, you know... I don't hey, think they'll know the reasons. Well, they, they might. I mean, they might what? know they got raided, and they might know that their boss has been brought up on immigration charges. What's the reason
1: that uh, Daimler Chrys- uh, Daimler is selling
0: Chrysler? I don't know. There you go. But I don't work for them, Mark, so I, I, don't think, I think I would know more if either. I worked for them. Yeah, I, when I work for a place, I tend to know what's going on in the place. 800 259 You can take control of the airwaves. Your thoughts on the immigration situation or whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Pack at 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free. We give them away, though we do ask you to voluntarily support the show by being a Free Talk Live amplifier, as over 360 of our listeners have decided to do for as little as 3 bucks a month, completely voluntary. Remember, we give all the features away on the website, so it's above and beyond all that. It's for people that really like Free Talk Live and want to help us spread the show to as many radio stations as possible to get on as many Internet connections as possible. And it's working. If you go to amp.freetalklive.com, you can see some examples of how we're spending the money. For instance, buying half-page ads in Talker's Magazine, that sort of thing. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get all the details and learn about some of the perks you'll get access to, like the classic archives, the also uh, the amplifier-only form, uh, forum, and amplifier-only phone lines. All the details at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. We just uh, finished talking about a story out of Baltimore, how multiple companies were raided by Immigration's and Customs Enforcement over this whole immigration thing, and once again arresting in this case 69 different people, many of them who have families here in America, uh, people who in one case uh, have a four-month-old who was still um, was was still breastfeeding, and his mother was arrested. And, you know, we're just separating families. We're destroying lives. In fact, destroying businesses as well. These business owners that are just hiring people to help them get the work done that they need done. uh, They're getting caught in the middle of this. And now they're going to come up with new rules and regulations for business owners as far as having to verify people, uh, verify potential employees with some federal government checking service. They're working on that right now. They haven't passed the legislation, but that's where things are going, where you're going to, if you're a business owner, you'll have to check all potential employees with some centralized federal database.
2: As if the federal government doesn't ask enough from business owners.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: As, as, as though there's not enough rules, and uh, you know, employ, employers don't spend enough time jumping
0: through federal hoops Correct. throughout their work week. I
2: really shouldn't say ask. I should say demand.
0: That's right. true. Yeah, because if you don't comply, then you're not going to be allowed to do business. Right. I I guess it's
1: a, it's a demand in order to do business. Uh, I, you could call it an ask. Um, they don't force everyone to do it. They just force business owners, and so if you choose to be a business owner, then you have to do what they've
0: Mandated. We, we've certainly talked to plenty of people about the immigration issue over the last few years on this show, and many times when you talk to them about this, and you you try to determine whether or not these people are coming from a, a, an abject hatred for brown people – or if it's some sort of other issue that they have in that they, you know, they don't like people taking advantage of the welfare system. Maybe the welfare, welfare is the issue instead of immigration. Uh, so there's different people on, uh, behind this anti-immigration push, and many of them will say, well, I'm all right. I'm for immigrants. I'm just against illegal immigrants. And they love to really you know, emphasize the illegal immigrants. Right. And, and, and
1: you, you know the, the, the piousness of that particular statement, to, to imagine for a second that they didn't break some law, Today, um, because there's so many laws out there, how could any anyone possibly follow them? And to imagine that somehow the laws are good, you know, did the were the were the laws that uh, caused the Jews to be gassed in Germany good? Laws aren't inherently good. Okay, the illegal immigrants are only illegal because we're discriminating against them.
0: Right, they're also illegal because the process to become legal, the process to become a legal immigrant is atrocious it's it's just this full of paperwork and fees and unaccountable bureaucrats mark as you pointed out before on the show when it comes to accountability most bureaucrats and most bureaucracies are virtually unaccountable i mean they they don't really care what you think they don't care about customer service they they're not connected to market signals or anything like that but the bureaucrats that run the immigration departments are even less accountable than most other bureaucrats. Right, because
1: the people they're dealing with aren't ever going to, uh, you know, they're going to be voters a long, long, long time from now.
0: Correct. At least...
1: And they'll have been through such a hazing process at that point that they'll want everybody else to go through it, too.
0: At least with the the bureaucrats in the DMV, if there's a real bad issue. You could pick up your phone and call your representative or senator, and they could bring some sort of pressure down on the DMV. It's not likely that anything like that will ever happen, but if you're somebody with enough power and influence, you might be able to get something to happen there. But with an immigration uh, r- bureaucrat, again, the, the person you're dealing with is outside of the country. They certainly don't have any, cha- uh, any strings to pull with their representatives. They right. don't have one. And so you can treat them however you want to. Apparently, you can also treat American citizens however you want to. We've got an email here from one of our listeners. This morning, I visited the local immigration office to obtain their phone number. I was verbally threatened. And told to not come back to this office asking questions. Oh, my God. By why? quite a nasty midget woman who must have an inferiority <laughs> complex. Belows a copy of the complaint letter that I'm sending. Uh, not that it will do much, especially as it's addressed to the very office where the incident occurred. Quite a shocking experience, he said. Incidentally, you might she'll, want to.
1: Pull... She'll get the letter and throw it away.
0: Sure, she will. <laughs> Incidentally, you might want to pull up the INS application for citizenship from their website as a show topic one day. I looked over it out of curiosity, and it has all sorts of intrusive and troubling questions, like "Have you been a member of the Communist Party? Are you willing to take up arms for the United States? Will you pledge your allegiance to the United States government and its laws, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Anyway, here's his letter to uh, the, insur- the immigration department in, in Alabama. Dear sir, or madam. I'm writing concerning a recent visit uh, to your office at around 11 a.m. in March and the extremely rude treatment I was given by your staff. A friend of mine who had visited your office in the past called and asked me to stop by and obtain your telephone number as he'd lost it and couldn't find it in the phone book. I live in the area and agreed to help him. So I arrived at your office and a short woman, two to three feet tall, in regular street clothes, was outside. (laughs) She asked if I was here for immigration, and I replied yes, and she pointed towards the correct door and began walking toward the entrance. I held the door open for her politely, as any good man should do for a lady. I think that uh, good people should hold the door for yeah, hold... people if they can. And she entered. There was no indication that she was an employee, but her demeanor immediately changed once she entered the building, as she blocked the doorway and demanded that uh, d- demanded to know what I was doing and if I had a cell phone on me. I replied that I was simply here to pick up a business card or brochure so my friend could contact the office about his pending application. She began yelling in a loud and rude voice that we don't give out phone numbers in this office. I asked how one would contact the office if they had an immigration need, and she replied with a rude and unhelpful, we can't do that. When a tall, uh, uniformed black gentleman arrived and asked how he could help, I explained that I'd like to have a business card or some sort of contact information for the office. The woman then interrupted, yelling, I just told you we don't do that! Well, he just asked me. (laughs) Now I'm done talking to you, I'm talking to the new guy. The man walked over to a desk, handed me a brochure, and I thanked him and walked out. As the door was shutting, the woman yelled, don't come in here asking questions again. Good Lord. I wonder what,
1: what, what made her do this. I mean, he held the door for her. Does she not like doors being held? I,
0: I don't uh, know. She's just an irritable bureaucrat who hates people. As I got to my car, shocked at her last comment and reflecting on what a thoroughly unpleasant experience I'd been through over quite a simple request, I looked at the brochure and realized I was at a U.S. government office. While anyone who treats customers in such a manner is exemplifying deplorable behavior, I was shocked to learn this was a government office and that I was treated so rudely and threateningly by a public servant supported by my tax dollars. Surely your office could benefit uh, by handling customers and visitors in a more pleasant manner. No, not really. How would they benefit from that? I mean, he's just writing this to the bureaucrats, right. trying to get them to behave. But how would they benefit? In no way. I
1: would. I would think that uh, you, if you, know, you yell at
0: people, they won't come back.
1: Local governments would probably be more helpful than uh, state governments. State governments more helpful than uh, federal governments, simply because to a federal government, to the federal government, you're only one in three hundred million. You just don't matter that much.
0: Right. And think about this. I mean, if you're a bureaucrat and your job is to shuffle papers all day as people come in asking for forms and turning in forms. I mean, that's what they do. Then you have less forms to shuffle around if you just yell at everyone that walks through the door.
2: I work at a private business and it's funny because when customers come in, a lot of customers for example, and if you have some other work side work to be be done, People complain, the other employees sort of behind the scenes complain about the customers coming in, saying that they wish that they wouldn't come in. Of course, when the customer approaches the counter, you're all smiles and friendly Mm -hmm. because you want the customers to keep coming back because you'll get paid. So the bureaucrat, of course they don't want people to come back. They're going to get paid anyway, so scare them off. Most people probably don't write letters.
0: And if they write a letter, what's it going to do? Well,
1: um, I I must say that I had a uh, ex-girlfriend, ex-fiancee that uh, used to that used to work for the county, and uh, she got a letter one time. Her boss got a letter about her. The guy said that she was rude and blah 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 and all that stuff, and and she had to write an apology letter.
0: Really, the yeah. bureaucrat?
1: Uh, yes.
0: So was what? It, a, though, right? it was a local. <laughs> push some more local paper Local government around. office. It
1: was a county. Yeah.
0: Push some more paper around. Have her pick up another pen. Uh, I can only imagine how much more I'm sure intimidating... she didn't like doing it.: I can only imagine how much more intimidating the experience is for a minority or non-English speaking person who might visit your office. Furthermore, I would expect your staff to know that asking and answering questions is a primary job responsibility when dealing with customers and is certainly not prohibited behavior for a public servant. I expect that our listener doesn't get a reply. is a toll-free number. The five remaining things you probably didn't know about sex. We'll talk about that, plus a high school sex newspaper that's uh, stirring up some controversy. That's on the way in Hour 3. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. As we kick off hour number three, you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free lines. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. So enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. Last hour we were talking about immigration and some of these ICE raids that were going on. Coming up this hour, uh, hopefully we'll be able to finish up the final five things you didn't know about sex. But since uh, since we were talking about immigration, I've had this email burning up my email box for a little while. And it's one of those emotionalistic emails that sort of floats around the Internet. You know, where somebody, you don't know who the original writer was. It appears as a foreword in your email box, and it's it's not really based on logic of any sort. It's just based on pure emotionalism, just to get people upset about something. Mm -hmm. This one's about immigration. Okay. And uh, uh, Sloppy Joe emails in. He says it's actually been circulating around his workplace. It's very bigoted and narrow-minded. It was sent from my boss, so I'd like a good response, and thought that you guys would uh, be able to help me out. So here it is. Subject. Let's say I break into your house. A lady wrote the best letter in the the editorials in ages. It explains things better than all the baloney you hear on TV. You can tell things are going to be good when the first sentence doesn't even make sense. The best letter in the editorials in ages. Her point, recently large demonstrations have taken place across the country, protesting the fact that Congress is finally addressing the issue of illegal immigration. Certain people are angry that the U.S. might protect its own borders, might make it harder to sneak into this country, and once here, to stay indefinitely.
1: The terminology protect its borders has never been used at any time with uh, um, immigrants. I don't know why we've started now. What do you mean? What are we protecting our country from? We're not being invaded. Well, first of all...
0: We aren't being invaded, and we aren't doing the protecting, uh, and the United States government is uh, going to supposedly build the walls and do the protecting. But I, I see your point. There's no invasion, though the, the immigration zealots would disagree with you. They would absolutely call it an invasion.
1: They, well, well, they, show me some proof of invasion. Well, there's people coming across the border. Uh-huh. And, they're it, invading. and and some of them are committing crimes. I think you could probably make that uh, assertion. And they're bringing diseases. Right. Well, that's I think that that's probably the very best uh point that they can make, you know, but it's not great and where's the evidence of these diseases? It's not there. It's just not there. I mean, we should be at this point uh we've been having illegal immigrants come across the border for quite some time. We should be overrun with uh, drug-resistant TB.
0: TB. Sure. Let me see if I correctly understand the thinking behind these protests. Let's say I break into your house. Let's say that when you discover me in your house, you insist that I leave. But I say, I've made all the beds and washed the dishes and did the laundry and swept the floors. I've done all the things you don't like to do. I'm hardworking and honest, except for when I broke into your house. Oh, wait a second. It's not your house, though. It's
1: our house. I live there, too. Mm. And I want him to stay. He made the bed, and you don't make the bed, you creep. He made the food, and you don't make the food, you creep. He took out the garbage, and you don't take out the garbage. I don't want him to leave. I want you to leave. Ooh. Now, your claim on the house, if it's our house, it is just, just as, as relevant as anyone else's. Hey, one of my, I, you know, I, my last name, one of my ancestors, not my real ancestors, I'm adopted, came over on the Mayflower. I think I got a better claim than a lot of these, these,
0: uh, you know, Irish and Italian and German mixed right. people. Exactly. Um. And so, yeah, he, this isn't a fair analogy in the first place. But nonetheless, we'll continue with this, this email just because it's mindless. According to the protesters, you are required to let me stay in your house. You are required to add me to your family's insurance plan. You are required to educate my kids. You are required to provide other benefits to me and to my family. Now, this is where the problem comes in. This is,
1: this is why there's so much animosity.
0: Who's doing the requiring? It's the
1: government. Now, we hate the it's immigrant. certainly not the
0: person coming right. into the house.
1: We hate the immigrant for coming here,
0: but it's the government that puts all these mandates on us says, my husband will do all your yard work because he's also hardworking and honest, except for that breaking in part. If you try to call the police or force me out, I will call my friends who will picket your house carrying signs that proclaim my right to be there. It's only fair, after all, because you've got a nicer house than I do, and I'm just trying to better myself. I'm a hardworking and honest person, except for, well, you know, I did break into your house. And what a deal it is for you see, me. see, now,
1: here's the, here's the difference, though. Um what 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 they failed to mention is um you know this person's talking about their house that's been broken into mm-hmm. well when they came to this country they broke into somebody's houses except we didn't have any locks on the doors at the time mm. The Indians, you mean? Well, or the Indians are, you know, plenty of um, the Irish, the Italians, all kinds of, um, you know, immigrants have come to this country, and they've been welcomed, um, not welcomed, they've been allowed to come in, and then they've um, often been discriminated against, but, you know, that's where the laws came from. The, uh, the discrimination built up, it built up, and then we decided we need more rules here, and the government loves rules,
0: so it complied. I live in your house, contributing only a fraction of the cost of my keep, and there's nothing you can do about it without being accused of cold, uncaring, selfish prejudiced, and bigoted behavior. Oh yeah, I demand you learn my language so you can communicate with me.
2: This one, this argument really bugs me because nobody has ever told me I needed to speak Spanish. Ever. Right. And,
1: and You know, um... They, you you press one, you know, um, one for English, um, marque dos por español.
0: I shouldn't have to make those choices. It should be all English all the time. Right,
1: you know, and here's here's the thing. Though. I don't
0: want to hear anything but English I ever in right. my and life, and that's
1: really what the point is. They don't even want to hear it. Look, it's not the government that's mandating the businesses offer service in Spanish. The businesses are doing it because they want the business of those people that speak Spanish. And who the hell are you to tell those businesses otherwise? Look, if I want to do a radio show in Spanish, screw you. It's my radio show. Shut
7: up.
0: Mentejo. 800-259-9231. If you have uh, a comment on this, you know, it's, it's hard to even operate inside this right. silly house. It's entirely house. emotional. This this entire house idea the, the, because the it's, uh, the, it's, the house analogy
1: is is entirely flawed. It's bad because
0: um, it's not this one person's house. Right, it, it's it, 300 million people's the, houses. The house analogy house. It, the house analogy belies this person's unthinking agreement and belief in collectivist concept. It does that too. He starts out with uh, the the entire email starts out with uh, you know a collectivist concept that the U.S. might protect its own borders as though we're all the U.S. and we're all protecting our own borders when, as you pointed out, you might disagree with uh, what this particular individual wants. And it's it's not our house. If you want to talk about houses, then we can talk about real houses, not this fantasy house. Talk about real houses where if someone... Whether they're an immigrant or not, tries to come into your house un- uninvited, you absolutely have the right and the ability to reject them. But it doesn't translate to a country that proclaims or portends to be a free country, wherein in a free country you should be able to come and go as you please, whether or not you happen to be born in that particular plot of land in the first place. And so it's just – it's a disconnect. Anyway, he says, why can't people see how ridiculous this is? Oh, we can see how ridiculous your email is. Trust us. Only in America, if you agree, pass it on, share this, flow it, forward it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and do not blow it off, or if not, blow it off along with your future future Social Security funds and a lot of other things. Oh, it's all the immigrants' fault that you're not going to get Social Security. You know, Social Security is flawed from the beginning, yeah. but
1: um, you know, be that as it may. See, here's the thing. They're, they want to get upset about the immigrants because there's a face. They can get all upset about the uh, the brown people coming across the border mm-hmm. when I wish they would focus their energy to where the problem is. The problem is welfare. The problem is this forced wealth redistribution that they have out there, the government taking money away from one person who earned it and giving it to somebody
0: who didn't. You know maybe there's uh, something that could help these anti-immigration zealots come to understand that immigrants aren't the problem, and there's a certain organization that is the problem. It's called the uh, Immigration Quiz, the Illegal Immigration Quiz from the Libertarian Enterprise. Question number one. There are only two choices to each answer.
1: Okay, good, because I, I, I don't want to fail.
0: Number one. Who will remove you from your home, job, family, and community to lock you in a cage like an animal for no reason other than what you smoke in your pipe or grow in your garden? <laughs> answer A. Government be illegal
1: immigrants. (laughs) That would be the
0: government. Okay, number two. Who demands that you surrender a portion of each paycheck to be used for purposes that they decide on rather than you? The government? Yep, okay. Number three. Who demands that you render tribute annually? Or be evicted from your property, your house. That would be the government. Mm, okay. We've Not got really a few really. more questions. Maybe a few more questions. Maybe these questions will help those anti-illegal immigration people out there come to understand that the problem with this country isn't immigration. It isn't people coming here to make their lives better. It's the government. More's on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll free at 800 259 9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you. Ian, here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at FreeTalkLive.com, where we have the shrine of female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com.
1: Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections. Early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at Freak, freak free Talk Live. Freak Talk Live. <laughs> FreetalkLive.com <laughs> or call 800
0: 544
1: 6359. That's 800 544 6359. Do business with businesses that support FTL.
0: So uh, we're going to get to the sex thing here in a moment. But just to finish up the illegal immigration topic and, of course, your calls as well at 800-259-9231, uh, we're taking a quick quiz. And this quiz isn't really for us. We're just answering the questions. The quiz is for those of you out there who are listening that hate illegals. You hate those illegals. You're taking your jobs and all that. Stop down for a moment and think about the real culprit, the real cause of all of the problems ...that you perceived. You perceive that, you know, welfare, they're c- coming here taking welfare, they're coming here taking these services. Well, as we pointed out, and we'll continue to point out, the problem is the government offering the services in the first place. The problem is the government taking your money by force and then distributing it to other people. Whether those other people be uh, poor people in, uh, p- people that uh, are working the system in your town or people that legitimately could use the money, or so-called illegal immigrants, whoever they are, if they deserve help, they should get it on a voluntary basis. If they need help, then let charities and let individuals help those people out. The issue that these pe- that uh, the anti-illegal immigration people have should be with the government and all of its mandates, and not... Illegal immigrants, and as this uh, quiz is pointing out from the Libertarian Enterprise, the illegal immigration quiz, continuing here, there are two choices to every single question. Answer A is government. Answer B, illegal immigrants. Number four, who demands that you take no medicine or medical treatment without their permission? The government. Who? Number five, who tells you whom you may or may not hire? The government. Are you sure illegal immigrants aren't coming in telling people how to run their businesses? Number six, who demands that you turn your children over to them for indoctrination on a daily basis? Not true. What do you mean? They
1: don't demand it. What, what do you What do you mean? You, I can pay to, to have my kids indoctrinated any way I want.
2: That was the only who, question who that requires, I found to be a little weird. Who requires
1: weird. me to pay for the indoctrination of children um, on a wide scale?
0: Okay, fine. Yes,
1: uh, you. They, they don't
0: require that I turn over my kids. It's inaccurate. They do require that you turn your kids over to someone that has passed their their standards, though.
1: That much is true, but their standards aren't that high. You can pretty much uh,
0: do what you want as far as homeschooling. Fair, though. The question could have been written better.
2: That's the only one that I had a problem with of those questions.
0: Number seven, who tells you with whom and under what conditions you may have sex?
1: Uh, they do, but the, the, the conditions seem to be wide and varied. Who does?
0: The government. Oh, okay. Just checking.
2: And I'm there's checking. easy ways to get around it.
0: Number eight, who claims the right to enslave you or your children to fight their wars?
2: Mm The government?
0: You sure it's not Jose, the dishwasher? You sure? Uh, number nine. Who can seize your property for any purpose they desire? The government. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that uh, working on it. Not every um, state will allow it, but yeah, pretty d- much. Despite the awful, uh, despite the awful letter that we read in the first segment of this hour with the house analogy. No, the immigrants aren't coming in and waltzing through your house and laying down mattresses in your spare room without your permission. Only government claims the rights uh, to lord over your property. But they can't
1: house soldiers in wartime.
0: (laughs) Number ten, who tells you... Well, they actually, you know what, they did that in uh, the Katrina fiasco. I mean, it says in the Constitution they can't, but they do it anyway. Number ten, who tells you what you may or may not read, look at, or listen to?
2: Hmm... The government. Yeah, uh, number eleven. Yeah.
0: Who can kick in your door and go through your stuff with impunity? You know, largely the government. Right, because I think it was the government that kicked in the door and took El- Elian Gonzalez out of his house a few years ago, and it wasn't the other way around. I just, you know, I haven't seen any. I, I just haven't seen any examples of illegal immigrants behaving in the ways that government behaves. 12, well, I'm sure
1: there's been a few uh, illegal immigrants, immigrants commit home invasions of some
0: sort or another. Number 12, who's most likely to uh, disarm you by banning weapons?
2: I'm noticing a trend here. It's government.
0: Maybe there's going to be a quick reversal here towards the end. We'll find out. Number 13, which group claims to work for you gets exorbitant salaries but can't be fired unless you act in concert with large numbers of like-minded individuals? The government. Okay. You're having a tough time with this one. Well, Number 14. I'm, just,
1: I'm, I'm only thinking about um, the scenario. I don't want to just answer out of hand. I'm
2: thinking it's about true,
0: it. true. It's fair. Number 14. Who created and perpetuates the welfare state?
2: Some of them are just so easy to answer, though. The government. Well,
0: right. that's not... A, they didn't
1: create the welfare state. I mean, that's as much the uh, citizens of... Um, uh, of
2: The welfare system, maybe, would yeah. be a better way to word that. You
0: could claim that uh, that maybe immigrants came here and uh, and got into the government and created the welfare state, but those still wouldn't be illegal immigrants, and that would be a bunch of white immigrants that, that would have done that. Number 15, which of these terms is the antithesis of freedom? A, government, or B, illegal immigrants? We'll let you decide that one for yourself. 800-259-9231. Let's go to David in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Julia and Mark. Hey, David.
9: Hey, howdy, y'all. I uh, was, uh, let's see, uh, rapidly trying to find a, a great little quote for you all. I had a, uh, we have, I'm out in San Francisco, and we have mm-hmm. constant uh, different New Year'ses, and uh, every time you turn around, we got another New Year's. That's what makes our city strong. And uh, so, it's kind of nice when you're talking about this whole issue of, uh, what was it, Sal-e-Nabarak. Uh, that means Happy New Year in Persian.
0: And oh, uh, we just
9: had we just had the Persian New Year a couple of days ago.
0: Fantastic! Just hey, another um, excuse to drink.
1: Those Persians are uh, Iranians, just so you know.
9: Uh, well, you try to tell them that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because Iran was drawn up by the uh, uh, the British uh, after World War One, mm. or excuse me, after World War Two. Uh, you know, after World War Two, all of the big uh, colonial powers had to give up their colonies. France, uh, Belgium, Italy, England had to. You know, they were forced to give up uh, the colonial uh, holdings that they had and free those countries. That's why Africa and South America became free and much of Asia and whatnot. And uh, so uh, the uh, the whole idea of Persia and the Middle East, those were drawn by the British as they were leaving. They drew these imaginary boundaries that really had no, no basis in reality mm-hmm. and were designed... I thought that was at this... the
1: close of the First World War after the Ottoman Empire fell.
9: Uh, well, there were two different drawings. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, Lord Mountbatten had a big hand in 1948, but you're right; there were some uh, some uh, some boundaries drawn. Uh, I think 1914 or so, and it uh, it was actually slightly before World War One. And uh, hmm. but it was all it all pretty much leads to what I would call the corporate wars. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of what's called the Hazard Letter. I
0: have this not. Is,
9: yeah, this is a famous. Is it the Dukes old, of Hazard?
0: I'm sorry, uh, Go ahead. Much
9: older than that It, yeah. uh, it comes from before, uh, before the American Civil War The South was considering secession And uh, they were going to their financiers The British were going to finance them And uh, the British said, hey, give up slavery Just create the company store uh, You're going to make a lot more money And you're not going to have to uh, secede So uh, the hazard letter pretty much described uh, Why the boundaries were written some years later I wow, music a man that up. knows
0: his history. Hang on, I'm going to bring you back because I know you wanted to talk about uh, the Walter Reed debacle. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything sold free at 800-259-9231. The packet, 8.net, sold free lines. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there with over 200,000 posts. Over 1,500 people interacting. It's all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com.
2: The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you will be able to attend leadership and activist training seminars and hear and discuss the progress and future of the Free State Project. Register today at porkfest.com. That's porcfes dot com. tcom
0: one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is a toll free number. You bring up anything as we go back to the phones, back to David in California, uh, David who uh, knows quite a bit about uh, history and all that. And uh, what was the reason you had called for originally?
9: Well, I'd, yeah, I had called originally to talk about Walter Reed. Yeah, the privatization of it. Uh, if you got an email, I can send you. Uh, Army Times had an, uh, an article uh, about trying to get subpoena some documents, and they had found out uh, about a company called IAP Worldwide Services. If you got an email, I can send you over what I grabbed just at uh, kind of at random. It comes out to be an amazing picture.
0: Do you have an email? That you, uh, and, uh, yeah, and it's ftl at freetalklive.com. But we don't. We're not going to have time to check it right now. So, what was? Uh, is there actually a proposal to somehow pr- um, privatize?
9: Oh, it's been done. It's been done uh, apparently some years ago. Uh, some accounts huh? that I've read said that the even though the privatization contract went through some years ago. The actual uh, maintenance uh, didn't start until something like November of last year. But it still is no excuse for getting out there with a rag and wiping up mold, you know, and fixing a roof as soon as they got the contract and, right. you know, any number of other things. The
1: term privatization in use, uh, in, use in this sort of, sort, of, sort of circumstance when you're talking about the government giving a, uh, you know, an exclusive contract to a company, in this case Halberton, um, it's not fair because the company only wants to milk the government for as much money as, as, it, as it can get, and it doesn't have to perform. It doesn't have the uh, same accountability as, uh, as it does um, if it was you know being provided by the free market. If each one of those soldiers had the option of going to any um, hospital they wanted to, rather than having to go um, in order to get their medical care for free, um, like they've been promised that they would for the years that they served, and, and their injuries were incurred in battle... Um, if they were able to go to any hospital they wanted, there wouldn't have ever been the problem. Um, the free market and, and real privatization would have handled that issue. But this sort of government contract, this uh, crony capitalism, that's not the same stuff.
0: Thanks for the All call, right? David. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You know, since we since we brought it up, um, privatizing the VA is that's quite a uh, that's quite a task. I mean, thinking about getting the government out of where it is it currently exists in and the military spending of the federal government is just tremendous the amount of money they're spending in the va is is huge and so how do you as someone who's a small government person coming into uh, the federal government in order to slash and burn and and uh, volunteerize as many federal services as possible what's a good plan to actually take the care of veterans out of the hands of the federal government
1: Oh man, that's that's not an easy question. At this point it's it's so immeshed. I mean, it, it, the only thing that you could say, the only suggestion you could make is that uh, the government be responsible for paying for insurance uh for the injured vets for the rest of their lives.
0: Right, um, I, I see that, and, and and presumably, if you're cutting government down to size, then you'll have you'll have more uh, money from other areas that you could use for that. But with the with the ultimate goal, at least in my mind, not necessarily yours, Mark, but at least in my mind of getting the government completely out of whatever it currently is in and eliminating it entirely, then you've got a bit of a, a sticky situation because all these guys have been promised free health care for their entire lives. They've been getting free. But shoddy healthcare from mm-hmm. from the VA, uh, and I guess okay healthcare in some cases. But how do you how do you rectify that? How do you make it so these guys feel okay about shifting away from what they've known their whole lives to something completely different, without having them revolt and get angry and and pick up guns and come after you? Um, I don't know. Maybe selling out. Maybe taking the old Harry Brown plan of selling off all the uh, the federal lands, the the different. Uh, I mean, the two-thirds of the west of the Mississippi that's owned by the federal government, that sort of thing, selling all that off and taking that money in and maybe sort of dispersing it as a one-time payment uh, to these guys or maybe purchasing, allowing them to purchase these insurance plans or something like that for themselves to where they'd be taken care of anyway. Yes, we could use the uh, the answer, the stock answer of, well, charity will take care of it, and charity may very well take care of it.
2: There are some, certainly plenty of people who like veterans out there.
0: Absolutely. Um, but I don't know if that's a good enough answer to make them feel good. I think that they're going to have to have something a little bit more concrete, and I'd like to hear from you as to what you think those uh, solutions might be at 800 259 get? How do you eliminate the Veterans Administration? one 800 259 So let's go back to sex. Since we started the show with the top ten, uh, or I don't know if it was in any particular order, but it was the ten things that you probably never knew about sex. And, Mark, you had uh, gotten through 10 through 6, and I believe we left off at number 5. That's correct. So let's continue.
1: All right. If a woman experiences an orgasm during sex, she's more likely to become pregnant, since orgasmic spasms in the pelvic muscles help move sperm up the vaginal canal to the uterus. And that only makes sense. If what is supposed to happen happens, then all the the equipment's functioning properly, then it's more likely to work, you know?
2: What's funny about that is I think I learned that yesterday. Really? I can't remember where, but I came across that fact, and it definitely wasn't from you, Mark, and I don't... It could have been... I didn't read that article, so... Wow.
1: it, It only makes sense. I mean, you know, the male orgasms for impregnation, and certainly the female orgasm should be, too. Indeed. Crank up that thermostat. Orgasms can be more intense in warmer conditions. The degree of, uh... Oh... Fa congestion reddening of the uh, or darkening of the uh, skin known as sex flush is both more common in warmer temperatures and an indication of how intense an orgasm may be
0: huh so if you want a better orgasm, turn up the temperature i got to say i don't know if it'd be worth it i mean could it be that much better i have had uh I, I can't imagine it would be because i've i've certainly had uh se- sexual uh, s- sexual contact uh, in and uh, that sort of thing in very hot conditions we used to live in Florida. And in some cases, the air conditioning was just barely keeping the heat out. Um, So I have to say that comparing my experiences down in Florida to my experiences here in New Hampshire, where the house is significantly colder than it was in Florida, I haven't noticed anything.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Well, well Viagra has made erect, I, I would like to disagree with you. I really enjoy doing that, but I, I, yeah. I have to agree. While Viagra has made erectile dysfunction, um, that's affecting 10 to 12 percent of men. A e. household, e. yes, a uh, household phrase. The opposite problem, premature ejaculation, is more common. Affecting 24 to 27 percent of men.
0: I don't know if that's an opposite problem, is it? It's just another problem.
1: It's. Right? I, I don't think there's really an opposite to erectile dysfunction. Right. But yes, erectile <laughs>
0: dysfunction is where you have trouble actually. What's the getting, opposite of sheep? Um, uh, to right. the point where you need to be, to where you can have sex.
1: The U.S. Food and Dug- Drug Administration is currently reviewing a drug called Dapopoxetine for cure um, for to cure this problem. Hmm. Mm. I again. know.
0: I know the solution marijuana one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 is that so i don't know i think it's,
2: it is I, as i understand it it's true and from personal experience it's true yeah, yeah just from my opinion experience.
0: go go on hmm. number two <laughs> <laughs> the way you're looking very funny right? <laughs> i just don't know what i'm hearing here <laughs> i'm not recommending kids do drugs or anything like that because uh, i'm not
2: i re- i'm not recommending kids have sex either so right.
0: nor am i nor am i Humans are the only
1: horny uh, members of the animal, aren't the only horny members of the animal kingdom. Uh, I
0: knew this one. Dolphins and, oh, um, monkeys. Uh, yeah. Chimpanzees. Bonobos. Bonobos.
1: Um, right. Dol- um, aren't the, They do it just for fun. Dolphins and a type of chimpanzee called the bonobo have also been observed engaging in sexual activity when they are not in their natural reproductive cycles. Yep, Those dirty little bonobos.
0: There was one website, uh, and I, th- I don't know if it's still online, that gave you tips on how to have sexual contact with a dolphin. Oh, that's a I bad idea. I don't know if it was it's a joke. It's a really good way to get hurt. Yeah, I don't know if it was a joke website or not, but it was essentially targeted at what, what they call that's zoophiles.
1: G- generally, um, how people get hurt with dolphins is... is it trying to have sex with them? No, no, the dolphin's trying to have sex with people. Oh, really? Yes. They wow. Get excited.
2: Learn something new every day.
0: Yeah, you really do. Oh, is there one more? There is one more. 800-259-9231. The things, uh, some of the things you probably didn't know about sex. We'll share the uh, final one here in moments and your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, but only moments remain, so just enough time for your call. If you make it now at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net free freeline one 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. 5 It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. We give them away, but we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff. We've got two places for you to shop. One, amazon.freetalklive.com to purchase virtually anything you might need in life, whether it be DVDs, office products, accessories, sporting goods, furniture, even groceries. All there at amazon.freetalklive.com. And when you enter through that link, freetalklive.com will get a percentage of your purchase. Once again, that's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. But you need to know now also that Store.FreeTalkLive.com is where you can go to buy cool Free Talk Live-related merchandise, uh, like Free Talk Live t-shirts and hats. Uh, We've also got the free Marketeer flag. We've got DVD Classic Archive collector sets. The bumper sticker, which, by the way, is free. You can get details on how you can get it for free at Store.FreeTalkLive.com. However... I'm expecting that, uh, that our man Johnson, who is in charge of the Free Talk Live store, is going to have some pretty cool announcements as of, hopefully, if all goes well, tomorrow night's show. So if you're planning on making a purchase at the Free Talk Live store, it might be a good idea to just wait for a day or so. And then we're going to have uh, something, I think, pretty cool. In fact, a few items uh, that we might be adding to our inventory. So uh, so once again, hang off. Um, you can make your purchase now if you'd like, but I think you're going to find these pretty exciting. Uh, so once again, store.freetalklive.com. We're going to get to the final thing. You might not have known about sex here in a moment, but first to the phones. It's Dan calling from Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind?
3: Hey, um, I, I just want to talk about the Iran, Iraq, and Afghanistan situation. Yes, sir. If, okay. Um, Well, we're having a lot of problems with the citizens taking up arms against our army, as you as you may well know.
0: Uh, and, I don't know um, if that's a problem necessarily. The army has invaded other countries, so I think it's well, to be expected.
3: Well, we invaded Iraq h- hoping that the the citizens would be behind us. First of know? all,
0: I didn't invade Iraq. I don't think you did either. Did you? Well, I said
3: we, as in a country, at uh, you know. The, gotcha.
0: It's a collectivist thing. Okay, all right, go yeah,
3: ahead. yeah. And so, um, I think to end the um, the war, we could uh, maybe do something like a nuclear bomb.
0: Why would you want to do something like that?
3: Maybe, so we could uh, just get rid of, like, the citizens who hate us.
0: Well, how well, about we...
1: instead of dropping a nuclear bomb on, you know, wherever it is in Iraq that you think you could solve the problem, why don't we just drop it on your neighborhood?
3: Um, well, because I don't hate the U.S. And oh, the well, US but, is but, the but hold on. What world. does
1: that have to do with anything, hating the U.S.? I mean, there's lots of countries out there that have nuclear bombs. Why don't they drop it on your neighborhood? Yep.
0: Yep. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one you know i 'm glad that call wasn 't serious yeah you 're right about that, thank you know, goodness. people that want to drop
1: bombs just scare the crap out of me.
0: There really are serious people out there that have that mentality uh, and you
1: know i mean they they just aren 't following the golden rule if it 's okay to do to them, why isn 't it okay to do to us please don 't drop any bombs on our neighborhoods. And in return, we shouldn't be dropping them on anybody else's.
0: Right. I'd also like to point out that the people in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and and, uh, those other places, the people there don't necessarily hate Americans. They hate the United States government. Because it's not Americans, by and large, that are attacking them over there. It's people working for the government who happen to be Americans. But the rest of us aren't necessarily for it. In fact, the vast majority of Americans are against what the government is doing in their name. And so I think that many people around the world know that uh, not all Americans are the same. Not all Americans are of the mentality of let's just drop some bombs and wipe people out. And so that's obviously not a sensible solution because you're going to end up killing hundreds of thousands more innocent people, people that have never done anything to you. And it's sick and twisted. And I, I agree with you, Mark. Thank goodness that that wasn't a real person.
1: Well, it's a real person. It was just a real person making a fr- prank phone let's, call.
0: Let's continue with the uh, the sex issue. The things you never knew, you might not have ever known about sex. The final issue, and then uh, we'll talk about the high school sex newspaper.
1: Well, number one, um, not that it's the uh, greatest tip of them all here. The typical lovemaking session lasts around 15 minutes. Roughly 10 to 12 minutes of foreplay, around 3 to 5 minutes of intercourse. There you go. There you go. That's your typical session.
0: Sounds about right. All right, let's go to uh, the high school newspaper. If it's taking
1: you longer than that, you're doing it wrong.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's necessarily the case. It's not necessarily, no. Uh, I think if it goes too long, then there could be some chafing issues. But uh, (laughs) let's go to the high school newspaper situation that's stirring up some controversy. Julia, what's happening?
2: All right, well, this out of Hampton, New Hampshire, some parents are protesting the sex edition of the student newspaper at Winnicunit High School. Several said they were especially offended by a photograph of two women kissing under the headline, Why Men Love Women Who Love Women, a quiz <laughs> a quiz question about anal sex, and an interview with an unnamed custodian who said he found a vibrator in the girl's shower.
0: What? Oh, uh, this is a this uh, government is in, school?
2: Yeah, this is a government school in New Hampshire, and this oh. is a student newspaper that's put out on some sort of a regular basis, and right. they released a sex edition. Gotcha. Those articles offended me personally as a parent, says a school board member. It's not something you want to read with your 10-year-old, and it's not something that should be Wasn't going this home. a high school? Yeah, and why would you read the high school new- newspaper with your 10-year-old? I don't yeah.
0: think I would, I mean, necessarily, but okay.
2: All right. The principal says that uh, the Winna Chronicle had crossed the line of responsibility, responsible reporting and that he had dealt with the problem privately. He also said that he had pulled the copies of the paper that normally would have been sent to middle schools in the Cooperative School District. Oh. The kids wrote the articles and came up with the topic, says the adviser. They didn't go out to cause controversy, but the Winnie Chronicle... Oh,
0: come is- on. Of course they did. You put a, a picture of two lesbians sure. kissing on the front page of your high school newspaper. Of course that's you exactly intended to cause controversy. Sure. And
2: actually, there's a quote later from the them. students that where they admit that they knew that there would be controversy. Yeah, But that's yeah. not the only reason they did it. Um, the newspaper is not reviewed in advance of publication by administrators. That'll that, change. Yeah, I was just going to say that. The school board has not discussed the controversy in a public meeting, but parent Paula Wood says she wants it on the agenda. Cedar told her that it would have to be discussed in a closed session because it might involve some personal issues. I don't want to discuss personal. I want to discuss the paper. I thought it was a vile, disgusting piece of pornography. I wouldn't it. That that's funny to me because obviously this person has He's never seen really pornography. bad
1: pornography. If they think that's a vile, disgusting yeah. piece of pornography,
2: <laughs> Wood says that she and her children, two boys, discuss sex openly, but not in a disgusting manner. Hmm. I'm sure your boys are really comfortable talking to you wi- about sex. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> As we put the pages on the table, the staff said, "Oh my goodness, is this false? I had no idea, but this is definitely stuff that kids don't know about." They also got a lot of feedback on the article about lesbians. We thought it was an important topic to address. Being in high school, it's always something I've seen and something other kids see in the hallway. In an what? Edit- <laughs> the hell? Sex in the hallway? What's going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never seen it, but when I was looking for show prep, I found an article about fifth graders having sex in a classroom. So they're
0: not talking about sex; they're talking about lesbians, right? They see lesbians in the hall. They see I, girls kissing. I, it
2: must be kissing because I can't imagine lesbian sex I've goes on. I've never seen
0: on. such a thing in high school. I well, it's
2: kind of trendy nowadays to be bisexual for girls because guys like it. Why do women? Why do men love women who love women?
0: Mm. Indeed.
2: We thought it was an important topic to address. Let's see. Uh, These stories have been edited and re-edited for content and delivery, keeping in mind that the job here is to inform, not shock. It's about sex, says the editorial. Deal with it. It is something parents hope their children remain ignorant about until after the marriage. It is something faculty members and administrators hope not to deal with, but something that almost all students have to deal with, uh, have have experienced, or been exposed to.
0: Is this actually an excerpt from the editorial itself or what
2: that end quote was?
0: I see. And And I agree with that. I mean, it's absolutely something that kids deal with on a regular basis, no doubt about it. But I also understand where the parents are coming from that are taking offense to this sort of thing. They may not uh, you know they may have a like a religious sort of upbringing to where they don't want their kids to encounter material like this. And I totally understand where they're coming from. In which case, there is a simple solution.
2: Yep, this points it, out the it, real problem with
1: Every single time it always comes down to this solution. The fact is, because this is a public school, because it's funded through property taxes, I've got to pay for this quote-unquote vile piece of pornography, mm-hmm. or and, um, maybe I feel like it's uh, far too tame and doesn't teach kids the right amount of stuff, or whatever it is, right. I've got to pay for this school newspaper to be produced. And I don't want to. Me neither. I don't, you know, I'm I'm not on board with it now. I, I might do even wanna, agree with the content, but I don't I don't want to pay I, for it. I would much I, well. I I might be very happy to support a uh, you know a, a privately funded school, um, in my neighborhood, so right. that the kids in my town could grow up uh, educated, so that I could have, per, you know, educated prospective employees coming into my business, but. No, not like this.
0: And, of course, nobody's going to make that suggestion to these parents. It's, it's just going to – this is going to be fuel for the feeding frenzy of parents who are going to go to the school board meeting and argue and complain and attack one another verbally over the content of this, uh, this newspaper so they can figure out what one-size-fits-all curriculum should be offered as far as the newspaper is concerned. And, and all of that will never solve this problem. It'll just it'll just override it for a short period of time. It's been in here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Back tomorrow night, online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
7: Do you like to build things? Have you ever cut wood with a tool? Are you tired of
4: poor quality goods found in the Megalomart? If you answered yes to any of these questions, WoodcraftPlans.com has a fun project for you to make. We have hundreds of blueprints and patterns which can help all skill levels of craftspeople make wooden lawn furniture, bedroom furniture, yard decor like wishing wells and shadow figures, rocking horses, and a lot more. Visit woodcraftplans.com today. Get a plan and start building. That's woodcraftplans.com.